0: the passion and the connections there those little fears that would normally stop you they they go away and i think that's why audacity I, I don't know if 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 it can really be faked well maybe it can be faked but i don't know if it can be done well because i think when you fake it you're missing the you know that vulnerability part which is such a key yeah. element to it all and the thing is there's is that, something
1: on the line
0: yeah and the passion brings with it both vulnerability but demand and it demands that you be vulnerable but not in a wimpy like retreating way but in an active like reaching kind of way
1: this is a way of the artist with brandon colby cook and evan schulte identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art
0: Is that time, that podcast time. Welcome, everybody. This is Brandy and Evan, Way of the Artist Podcast. And we got a good one for you. We always think we do, but (laughs) this one is the audacity of your passion. For you to be passionate, the audacity that you just naturally have to have and do have that comes out of you, and sometimes you just got to embrace so you can find more of it and let it be in the world. We're going to talk about that. What that is, what we think about it, and actually, mostly just trying to figure out how to get more of it and how to just kind of tap into it. Because something that we both realized, I think, leading into this conversation was that it takes audacity. You know, you want to have passion in the world. You want to have something in the world that you're going for, that you're up to, that you're making, that you're doing. It takes a bit of an. Aud- Audacity, you know, you might need to be a little bit disliked or disagreed with, or, you know, you might get some kickback from, or what, that's not the right term. What is it? Uh, you know, blowback. (laughs) Yeah. Blowback. That's it. Yeah. Kickbacks when you benefit, you might get kickback, but you might get blowback. So a uh, little bit of both, a little bit of both. Well, you probably will get both. I mean, most definitely. I think that's part of it. Yeah. But it's, it's can be scary to be disagreed with, disliked. Um, Sometimes it doesn't come in a gentle, polite way. Sometimes it comes in a very harsh way. And with the internet, you know, it can be brutal because people can be more anonymous, right? So um, finding that audacity and finding your passion and and marrying those two together and letting them coexist and take you somewhere, that's what we're going to talk about. So there you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, I just love... I want to spend a moment just on this word itself, audacity. I love that word. I think it's a I think it's a fantastic word because for me there's so much there's so much energy and so much meaning in that in in that single word. Like for me I think of, you know, to be audacious means to in some ways do something you're a little bit afraid of. You know, but to do something, you know, I, I, this is why I think there's this incredible link between, you know, audacity and passion. You know, I think that your passion in and of itself has a kind of audacity to it and and will make certain kinds of of demands of you. Um, but it, I, I love that it, it brings up something that we that we kind of come up against. You know, like it implies something that we come up against. And, and because if we didn't come up against something in some way, it wouldn't be audacious. You know, it would just be, it would just kind of, the channel would be completely kind of free. But to have audacity means just like, no, there's, there's maybe all kinds of reasons not to do this thing. There's all kinds of reasons not to to say that thing, not to pursue that thing, but you're going to do it because there's something behind it that is is bigger something behind it that's more meaningful so for me i get a lot of sort of fire from from that word just like the claim of be audacious you know is is can have incredible power to it so yeah man i'm 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 excited to see where this this one might end up flowing into
0: yeah it is it's a beautiful word audacious it, it is it really is just a, an amazing word in the language and I think that with it comes you know I think of courage and I think of willpower and I think of um you know that that vision you know I think uh with passion there's vision and audacity is kind of the bridge between passion and vision you know it's like I see that as maybe possible and I'm going to, I'm going to be audacious. I'm going to, I'm going to try to bridge that. And you know, it relates to so many things. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you can sit around all day, like wishing and hoping that you have what you want or get what you want. Or these things often require you to reach and like being audacious is like reaching. It's like putting yourself out there and you might not get it, but like, I think what you find out is you find out that you're much more capable than you realize, and things are much more possible than you realize. Um, I remember like, uh, I'm pretty sure you did this with me cause I, I did it a bunch of times, but I'm pretty sure we did it together. But when we went down to the American film market and like we were audacious, you know, we went out and we were like, we're going to talk about our movie and we're going to, you know, open some doors and just meet some people and, you know, walk into some rooms and Hey, maybe we don't have it all figured out, but you know, it, it, uh, it gave us, it gave us a lot of opportunities that we wouldn't have had, you know? And it's like that, just that even the willingness to just drive down there, not knowing what the hell you're doing, not knowing, like just being so green in so many ways. Right. And just being like, okay, well, let's, let's just try. You know, I mean, one time I'll, I'll share a story. I drove down to LA this is before you and I went, I drove down with my friend Jarvis and we went into the, uh, UCLA campus and there was a pretty big producer. Um, I forget his name right now, but he produced uh frailty and, uh, anyway, he was teaching a course and my friend saw on their course list that this special course is being taught. He's like, we should go to campus and like do this. So we did. We just walked on a campus, went to this class, sat down like students. And this producer was talking, teaching the class. And at some point people got an opportunity to pitch and some guy pitched a story. And I was like, that sounds more like a short story, like a short movie, short film than it does like a feature. And then he's like, yeah, totally. Like the teacher was like, the producer was like, yeah, actually it does. I mean, he noticed me. And then afterwards, um, I walked up to him and he was like, that was a really good point you made you like, really kind of saw that. And then I was like, um, you know, I have a movie and he's like, oh, you have a movie and he's like, and I gave him a copy and he's like, so how long have you been going to school here? And I was like, I don't go to school here. I drove down from Canada. <laughs> he's like, how do you end up in here? I'm like, we just walked on. We were like, he's like, that's cool, man. <laughs> it's like, and I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to this guy. A game, my movie. You know, we're having a conversation, making a connection, and it was just having the audacity to go try something, You know, yeah. And it's like just the unapologetic kind of like, hey, like, you know. And and we got we didn't get any challenges doing it. We just did it. It was like, you know. And I think there's opportunity sometimes with audacity. Like we were young enough to pass as students, but like sometimes that's just how you got to be. You just got to be thinking a little bit like fuck it like let's try let's see what happens
1: well i mean audacity is in many ways opportunity and it is pathways you know like there's there's something about it i think i think you could trace so many people's sort of success stories to you know just a moment of audacity you know a moment to to stand up for yourself, to stand up, you know, for your passion, to stand up for your dream, to stand up, um, you know, to, to, to something that you won't stand for anymore. You know, like there's, there's all kinds of moments that I'm sure that every one of us can trace back to where we just drew upon something within ourselves, whether it was excitement, maybe it was anger you know, maybe it was, you know, just being fed up of something, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You know, like your story is, is, you know, it was the audacity to, to get up into a little bit of mischief, you know, sneaking into a class at UCLA, you know, but, but it was in pursuit of something that you cared about, you know, something, you know, learning something, you know, uh, that, that might, you know make you grow uh as as a filmmaker as a whatever it it is right but there was you just went for it without that permission you know without some some gatekeeper to say yes you're you can do that or no you can you cannot do that you just you did it and there's an audacity to that and i think that you know when at least for myself when i can trace back to some of my own experiences of of letting that that audacious nature of myself have have its have its say and 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 take control of the wheel for a little bit you know it's almost always like i it brings a smile to my face any moment is like there's like a smile that just creeps along on my face and i go like yeah i remember that and i think that that's telling you know like that that speaks to something you know so so vital to who we are that's like oh yeah like that that just that joyous sort of recollection of of where I don't know where you found out something about yourself mm. you know where you found out a little bit about what you're all about in that moment and I think that's like one of the beautiful things about audacity because it doesn't yeah. wait for it doesn't Wait for permission, and in fact, sometimes it can, it can, it can be that part of you that's just like yeah. And Brandon, I know you can relate to this, but that part of you that hears and it's like, you tell me that I can't do this. Mm -hmm. You tell me that I can't do it. You tell me that I don't have the right to say this or to do this or to go after this. That I haven't put in my time or that I I don't know enough or that I'm in not experienced enough. Whatever it is, you know, all this kind of shit that. You know, other people do say this kind of shit, but usually it's stuff that we're telling ourselves, but regardless of where it's coming from, you know, that, that whole, um, all of those messages that, that we say, it's like the audacity is thing. Like, yeah, you say all that shit to me. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I'm doing it right. Like there's, there's something, there's something more important to me than your opinion. Mm Mm-hmm and that's a very powerful moment. And I think that that's why, that's why there's, there's kind of this, this sense of when you remember those moments where it's just like, Oh yeah, because when we're audacious, we're so we are connected to, to such a deep part of ourselves. I think
0: there's a quote I have on my Instagram and I found it, but I, I don't know whoever wrote it, but it was, um, or it is, um, uh, you had purpose before anyone else had an opinion and i feel yeah. like passion's kind of like that you know it's like uh you know the the audacity and passion it's it's like like you don't you don't even worry about your own opinion like in some ways you kind of just have to be like yeah okay like i don't even know if i'm good enough but i'm gonna try you know i don't know if i have what it takes i don't know if i qualify but i'm gonna go for it anyway like cause fuck it and you know what? Sometimes it's that underdog you know and i everyone loves an underdog story but it's that underdog that person that just had the will to go for it and i think um sometimes people with skill get frustrated by people with audacity because people with audacity will often get further than people with skill because skill um skill is great i mean it's an important thing mm-hmm. but relying on skill is a passive act you know whereas audacity is an active thing. It's like, I'm going to go for this. And I love how you described it as mischief because it's kind of mischievous. You know, there's a certain amount of like, fucking like, I, like I might not be qualified. I might not be ready. I might not be quote unquote good enough, but when you throw yourself in, in some ways you kind of have to live up to being good enough. You have to do it. So you kind of figure it out. And I feel like a lot of actors, they made their careers out of, like being audacious enough to take on a bigger role than they might even been ready for, but they just stepped up to it. Like they were like, okay, well I'm here now. So I better figure this shit out. And you know, you can talk about quarterbacks and AFL or captains on, on teams like hockey and bat and basketball. And they just, they're there and they have to do it. So they step up. And there's an audaciousness to that.
1: And I think that, you know, it, it is a, it, a funny thing that we, we come up Against Because, yeah, like to be audacious is to come up against something and, and there can be fear that comes with that. And I've heard it many times before within like artistic mediums is that you've got like try and say something that you're a little bit afraid to say, you know, because that's that's when you're really starting to get at the core of something. But I, I do think it's it's really um, It's really, I think an important thing to consider is that, because you brought up a lot of things like an actor or, or, you know, whatever, we'll bring into the artistic medium because we are way of the artist after all, Um, but there's, we might not have the most experience. We might not be the most technically skillfully trained in whatever medium we work in, but the the idea that that is somehow an uh an insurmountable barrier or that that is some that that's a valid reason for us to not move in the direction of something that we feel genuinely compelled to move towards is is totally crazy because maybe you see something that somebody else just doesn't you know maybe you're an actor taking on a part or a role or something and you're not the most experienced, but maybe there's something you see in this role, something essential that you bring to it that maybe you don't even have a full, like a a really a much of a conscious understanding of, but there's something you see and you bring that to it. And, and it's that thing that, that is absolutely crucial to that part. Absolutely crucial, crucial to that performance—that somebody who is technically maybe more skilled just doesn't bring to it, you know. Because there's something, there's something real that you have inside you that you have to bring to it, and I think that that's um that's like a real crucial part of this sort of audacity and passion. It's obviously it, it comes with a level of of truth and authenticity Mm and in in who we are i think that that's where it has to be rooted because being audacious for a for a audacious sake maybe it's a useful exercise you know in in, to a certain capacity but i think that that has that has a you know a fairly low ceiling for for what you can do with that Mm -hmm. you know like but when you align audacity with passion with your your sort of authentic self and nature that's when that's when it can go into the stratosphere
0: i agree with that i think it's you know when you're being audacious when you're truly being audacious it's a lot of flying by the seat of your pants it's like new territory and it's it's that's what makes life exciting though that's that's the unexplored area and i think that artistry exists in that unexplored area and it's such a funny thing because so many people want to try to make art this thing that can be in the area of the known and it always fucks it up i mean (laughs) it always robs it of something and there's ways in which we can kind of manipulate it and we can kind of you know we can do the plot structure and a story and all that stuff and it kind of works but it doesn't have that heart it doesn't have that kind of unpredictable nuance that comes with kind of discovery. And, you know, I do this thing, I was thinking about this because um, I, I work with writers a lot and, uh, you know, I've, one of my, actually one of my really close friends, he's in a course and he's working with um, like people who are showrunners and all this kind of stuff. And we're talking a lot about it. And I I mean, he really, like, he really respects my writing and I, I appreciate that. Um, and so he will sometimes ask me for advice on things and, uh, you know, something that I, I was thinking about, well, what do I do? Cause I mean, I'm not the most technically trained writer. I mean, there's a lot that I still have to learn. I mean, there's a lot that I can develop in my game. Um, but I know how to write a script. I've written a lot of them. I've obviously made stories that have made people cry and laugh. So I've, I've succeeded to some degree, but like, um, Something I do—I was thinking about this the other day—was something I do is don't let my characters be entirely known when I write them. And and some writing teachers actually say, "Well, you need to work out this, you need to work out that." And I, I just don't agree with that. I think that your characters will show you who they are, and you're meeting them. And and um, I I don't remember where I got this from because I've read so many screenwriting books, but that you just need to a lot of what you're doing is just put your character into a situation that's impossible and see what they do. And you're going to find out who they are. And that's kind of the audacity to do in the unknown. You end up finding out. And when I wrote that script love loss, which I've mentioned many times on the podcast, which to me was my most successful attempt at a, at a screenplay because it was, it was something where I really like took all the lessons I've learned and I kind of was like, okay, well, let's just kind of throw, throw it. Like, let's just see if we can do this. And. It works because I didn't know everything about those characters and when they got put into the situations, when they shared their truth, when they challenged each other, things came out that I was surprised by. So, You know, um, this one friend who, um, who's studying with all these showrunners and doing all this stuff, he said, when he got to a certain point in my script, he like had to throw it down. He was like so emotionally charged by what was happening. And then he picked it up later and he's like, you fucking got me. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) I had to put the script down. And I was like, that's awesome. Because I never, like, I wasn't like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write in a way to get someone to like throw a script down. When yeah. when I got to that point in the script, I guarantee you that I was experiencing a fucking whirlwind myself. It was not like a manipulation. There was an authenticity to what was happening. So and and in my brief working with you, with Meisner, I found that experience in your intensive where I remember there was a moment I was working with one of the actresses and it was so far beyond control. Like I was in <laughs> control, but I was like, I'm in another fucking stratosphere right now. Like I'm livid. I am fucking livid right now. And like, it's very hard to get there as an actor from a manipulative, predictable way. Like you almost have to let yourself get discovered there, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, like that, that specifically is, and very, very often that happens and, and it gets scary. Um, A lot of actors get really scared by that, which is, kind of funny because <laughs> you think it's like you know actors like oh I want to get real emotional I want to cry i want to get angry but then you get up there and you actually start you're actually really angry and you get freaked right out cuz like what the fuck do I do what how do I handle this right now um yeah it's a funny it's a funny thing but <laughs> you know what it's kind of like
0: Kevin it's kind of like um it's kind of like a hallucinogenic journey. <laughs> like <laughs> it, for me, it like, I, I'm just going to share. I've tripped balls. I've tripped balls on dropping acid. <laughs> okay. I've done it and it's fucking incredible, but I don't think that you should just go and do this. I mean, for me, it was right. I felt like I wanted to do it and I went through the experience, but I tripped balls and um, this kind of like, it was amazing for me, but I feel like I did it. And I just want to say, like, disclaimer, it's not for everybody. Not saying run out and do it. For me, it was right. I did it with good people in a safe environment. And it was a time in my life where it felt like the right thing to do. And I had an amazing experience. Um, But this kind of out of control, but at the same time, embracing that is amazing. And I found that art, like writing a great script or acting and really being in the moment it's kind of like that you're like you're kind of tripping because you're like I'm not I'm not in control of this and I think like in our waking life we're so like in control of everything we like I got this I'm in control I can handle this I I, it's predictable I know what's going to happen but when you're in art when you're really doing it (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know what is going to happen. And that's why you never, that's the zone. That's like, you don't want to leave it. And you're, you're just, you're, you're not, it's not so much that you're trying to control what happens. All you want is just to stay in it for as long as possible. But at the same time, you want to get out of it as fast as possible. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's weird because it goes against our control but at the same time it's exactly what we're going for and yeah i mean man i you know i feel like you can kind of get to that with art you know and and and
1: man Ab- absolutely i think that that's that's actually one of the great appeals of any art form is is that that's actually what we're searching for whether we're aware of it or not is is that move into the into the unknown which seems crazy because so many parts of us are just don't want to do that. Um, but art gives us the grounds to where we can do that. And we run into the problems when we're trying to control it, you know, when we're trying to make it come out a certain way and, and for it to um, have certain paybacks <laughs> or kickbacks to it, you know, it's like that's when we start running in into yeah. into the problems where as opposed to, okay, embracing that unknown space, really learning to be in that, in that space, because that's actually where we feel the most, the most free and the most joy, you know, that sense of, you know, it's kind of like the flow state, that sense of self disappears. And there's no longer me doing this thing. There's just this thing that's happening. Yeah. And that's, um, that, that, that starts to touch upon like the, and I'm not speaking about anything crazy. Flow state is something that's, that's has been studied and is still being studied a lot, but it touches into spaces that traditionally were only talked about in sort of um, certain philosophical and, and um, theological spaces, you know, where that sense of flow is not so dissimilar to what, sort of Zen masters and and very experienced meditators experience just as their life. You know, if you read anything about this stuff, it's like there's kind of this common thing comes up of living, living from a place of not being in control, living in a place of, of, of no security in your life. And for, and it completely defies our logic, but, it's it's the most joyful place to live from so i don't know how we got here man but it's like yeah. i I don't mind how that that we're here but it's like how did we get here yeah. talking about audacity and and stuff and here we are talking about flow state and just stuff coming out of us and and there was one thing i did want want to say um to con that, that's that's sort of forming just as we're having this this discussion but what's funny is that as I'm sort of observing it is that once you get past the state of audacity, right? Because it's almost like audacity is a moment, right? It's like a, it's like a confrontation, right? It's just like, can I do this? Yes, I can do this. You summon up the courage and you go forward and you do it. And then once that moment is passed, it's like, you know, I, I guess to frame it, it's like, As you've hit that moment of audacity, it's kind of that question of like, can I say this? Right. Okay. Yes, I'm going to say it. And once that's passed, you realize that it was the thing that had to be said. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, this couldn't have been any other way. If I didn't say this, if I didn't do this, this would have, this would have somehow been a betrayal. You know, I would have betrayed Myself, I would have compromised myself in some way by not saying this and doing this. So in some ways it was the only thing that could have been said and done, you know, but that's almost something that you, you see after the fact, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's in many ways, it's that truth that you hit upon that thing that you have to say and then summoning the courage to say it. That's kind of the audacity that comes up. I think, and, 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 and the power of that. But then once it's done, it's, it's done. You know, it just becomes what had to be, what had to be said.
0: Something that I'm realizing as we're going through this conversation is that audacity has something that comes with it. It, it comes with this kind of trust that you will be able to respond with whatever happens after you make the audacious, um, reach, you know, the audacious leap, I use this in my course that I teach, um, this example, but it's like, we talk about confidence. Cause I, I personally believe that confidence is an integral and vital part of any endeavor, but it's not always easy to understand how do you develop it and how do you make it solid? You know, how do you make it real and sustainable and, and, I don't know if confidence is like, oh, I got it now. And then I'm done. I think you can kind of get momentum and you can get flow with it, but then it can dissipate it can go away. But, um, you know, I like to use the example of, and I think I've shared this before, but I like to use the example of you're walking along a cliff edge and, you know, and it's slippery and you could fall off the edge. Like your ability to know how to respond to the, the 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 earth below you giving away you know that's there's an audaciousness like you know when people rock climb or they 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 hike up trails or they you know they venture out there's an audaciousness to that right and people can go further and further when they get more confident in the fact that I'll be able to handle this I'll be able to respond to this and you know something that I try to remind myself of is that you know because I like vision, but I, I realize sometimes vision is one of those things that you can have this vision, but you need to remind yourself when you have a vision that you don't need to get from here to the end of the big picture in the first step. You know, it it's many little steps and sometimes many little audacious steps that get you there. And, you know, sometimes it's just about dealing with what you're dealing with right now. And I think like, you brought up the point about audaciousness being kind of necessity. And I think that's really where it exists. I think it is a necessity. It's like, when I think about that story with my friend, I mean, we drove all the way down. We're just like 21. We drove all the way down from Canada, from Vancouver, all the way down to Los Angeles. We drove, we did the Oregon trail (laughs) or the Oregon coast or whatever. And, uh, oregon trail it's like an old game yeah
1: <laughs> that's an incredible hike it's like whoa you went drone and then you yeah. did the
0: oregon trail crazy yeah, you know with a wagon and the, we got a doctor you know <laughs> um no uh so we did we did the oregon coast we got down there and you know we figured out how to be down there and like do this and it was kind of like well we're down here so you know he threw out an idea and we're like let's do it like it was like it was a crazy idea, but it was like, it's kind of like, we got to do it. You know, it's like necessity. It's, it's almost like once the idea, like his, he, I got to give him credit because he is the one that thought of this, but his idea to do that. And, and I thought of some other good ideas. Like we walked into some studios and we did some other things. So I could share those later, but this is one of his. And it was kind of like when he presented, it, it was like, well, that's obvious. Like, let's yeah, let's do it. And it, the audaciousness was like a necessity. It wasn't like a, and I feel like when it's when you're really connected to what you're trying to do, these crazy ideas kind of go like, well, it's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> and the fact that it might, we got to try it, you know? Like, like what's, and so, I, you know, I try to think back actually cause I don't really think about this very much anymore, but like you go onto campus, you start walking through the campus, you find the classroom, you walk into the classroom, you sit down, no one says anything. People ask you questions, you raise your hand, you start talking, you start participating. It's all, that's all audacious. Every little move, there's all these little moves to the point where now I'm at the front and everyone's gone and I'm talking to this producer and I'm giving him my movie and we're connecting and changing numbers. I went from nowhere to all of a sudden I had a real connection in the film industry, like <laughs> in the yeah. matter of an afternoon. And it was like, everything was kind of necessity. There was no real like but, every, but that's the thing. It wasn't just, I went from nowhere to handing him my movie. There was all these little audacious steps, you know, mm-hmm. participating in the class. Like, I forget about that. That was audacious because that, now we're not in the crowd anymore. Now we're actually participating. Now we're like here, right? Um, you know, it's just like, you kind of get more and more confident as you do more and more audacious stuff.
1: Yeah. And something that's emerging for me right now, that's very interesting is that there's in all of these stories and, and just there's vulnerability audacity. Also like, you know, we're talking about it as like this power, this courageous thing, but it's, but it's only because it's also in the presence of vulnerability. You know, like we, there's audacity is, is in many ways that thing that allows us to, to say that thing that we're kind of afraid to say, but it's our truth. You know what I mean? Or do that thing that, that we want to, because there, we, it, it reveals something about us. You know what I mean? Like ad, whenever we, hmm. we need to summon up audacity, it's because we have to reveal something about ourselves. It has to be put out there. It has to be, um, I I don't know what else I have to say about that. This just sort of just, just kind of happened. And like, as listening to you, to you talk about this, but yeah, I think that's a really interesting side about this because I was only thinking of audacity in the sense of like, of like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. But it's like, (laughs) but what's behind that, you know, is, is this vulnerability it's and, and again, necessity, it's a demand of vulnerability, but a vulnerability that's just like that, 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 has to be put out there that needs to be shared that Mm -hmm. needs to be um that needs to be out there in the open. I like
0: that a demand of vulnerability. I mean that's so much what it is. It's like because there's something there's something that is is always a little bit frightening about it. But in in those cases when you're connected, and I think that's why the important part of the passion's there. When the passion and the connection's there those little fears that would normally stop you, they, they go away. And I think that's why audacity, I I don't know if it, if it can really be faked. Well, maybe it can be faked, but I don't know if it can be done well, because I think when you fake it, you're missing the, you know, that uh, vulnerability part, which is such a key element to it all. And the thing is there's something
1: on the line.
0: Yeah. And the passion brings with it both vulnerability, but demand. And it demands that you be vulnerable, but not in a wimpy, like retreating way, but in an active, like reaching kind of way. And, and that is what reaching is. I mean, if you think about it, like reaching is putting your arm, your limb out there, like putting it out there and it could be chopped off or it could, it could miss or it could whatever. Right. And, and that's kind of what audacity is. It's like the reach. And something you said before we started this whole conversation was you kind of mentioned this and. And it's, it's actually kind of landing with me more now that we're talking about this, but you talked about not being audacious, just for the sake of being audacious, like you're doing it because you're passionate, which kind of makes it this a necessity to be audacious, but you're not just going out like, I'm going to be audacious today. It's like, it's more like audaciousness was necessary. So you did it. You weren't like trying to do it like when we went to that campus as one example, I'm just going to use it because we already shared the story, but like, we weren't trying to be audacious. But in hindsight, you can kind of see that it was, but it's like, it was more like, the necessity of it made us do audacious things that opened up doors and and got us to reach and explore. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what I'm, I'm kind of becoming aware of as we're talking about this
1: yeah and i mean i definitely think there may be some component to fake it till you make it here as well you know like i know i definitely have consciously summoned up you know the like just the words for myself um just be like have the audacity you know right now have the audacity to do this you know because which has helped me through moments where I've I've had doubts about you know something that I'm working on you know like I've been working on this book for a while which is coming coming close to, to being self-published now but there were certain things that I was writing in this book or or ideas I had of things to include in this book during the writing process that that made me pause and go oh can I say this is that all right for me to say this? Like I'm as far as sort of like in the, in the acting world and, and some of the other subject matter that I'm talking about in the, in it, I was just like, I don't know if I have any right to talk about this stuff, but at its core, you know, the book was really about, well, Hey, look, there's all of these things that in all of my years of, of training as an actor, were never brought to, really never brought to my attention. And I don't know why nobody has ever talked about this. So I'm going to write, I'm going to write this book. And through that process, as these things were coming up to to say some of these things, especially when, especially when I felt I really needed to say something strongly, especially when I feel, I, I felt like I really needed to take a stance on something that I had some really strong feelings about that's usually when it came up, you know, or she's like, I don't know if I can say this, you know, what, what would people say? Not just strangers, but you know, people who know me, you know, who may or may not be insulted or offended by what I have to say. And then consciously saying to myself, Evan, have the fucking audacity to say it and just being like, right. Yes. I'm going to fucking say this, right? And boom, saying it, right? And so there is an element to which I think we can we can actually consciously work with it. There are definitely the times where, and it's usually, I think that when we're just kind of unconsciously audacious, it's because we are in the movement of of an excitement and a joy, you know? It's like, because we don't stop to question that. You know, whenever we're in a state of of pleasure, you know, and excitement and, and fun and play and whatever, we don't we don't really stop to think about the pleasure that we're have that we're experiencing. You know, we're just we're just being with it. Um, and so the, the anything that's kind of, you know, audacious just kind of flows from that naturally it's when we're in the sort of challenged moments, I think that it might be necessary to call upon, you know, the, the, the audacious spirit. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if there was, if there was like a, like a God of of like old Greek, you know, some old Greek God or something. was, that was the God of audacity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That'd be great. If there isn't, we should create one. (laughs) I call upon the God of audacity. Yeah.
0: Oh, I agree with you. Actually. I I think you make a a good point there. There can be an element of fake until you make it kind of quality to this whole thing. I think that, I think that uh, the ideal state is when you're in flow and you're being audacious in, in a flow of gradual, you know, momentum. And it's kind of working and you're just kind of pushing the boundaries and you're feeling more and more confident as you push the boundaries. But you know, the hardest gear to switch is from neutral, to first gear. And I think that's kind of sometimes the fake it till you make it. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it can be, um, you know, I just, I think of an example of like going up as a girl I like and like being the teenager as a girl I like, and she's in front of all her friends and it's kind of like, you're. I just want her to be alone so I can go ask her out or go talk to her. And then, you know, and she's just never alone. Cause you know, she's got her friends and it's like, all right. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm going to go talk to her. And I'm going to talk to her friends. I'm going to hang in the pocket and see what that's like. And it's fucking frightening when you're a teenager (laughs) trying to talk to a girl in general, you know, especially when you feel like she's out of your league and you just don't don't all that stuff. I mean, everybody can relate to that to some degree. Um, But then to go talk to her in front of all of her friends and figure out how to do that. And it's really not so bad. Like, like, you know, with someone as someone with more experience of doing that and somebody who's like you know had no problem doing that now but when i first was trying to do it oh my god i still remember the feeling i remember my heart beating out of my chest and i just remember the shakiness in my legs and all the feelings and the body sensations that are going on and it's kind of like you're walking you're walking into like your mind can just make the worst out of it and it's like, what, what, cause one thing I discovered was that, you know, people kind of respect that there's kind of like the things that you're so worried about, like there's some kind of quality when someone can kind of just walk up and, and, and just talk and, and, and be there and hang in there, you know, and not be weird. You know, I mean, if you're weird, you're weird, right? Like if you do something weird, you're weird and you're like, shit, I, that was weird. But if you don't, if you're not aware of your weirdness and it can, you know, I mean, that's something you just got to pay attention to, but um, you'll find out. (laughs) But that's the thing, man. It's like that, that fake it till you make it. It's kind of like, I just got to get there. I just gotta, I just gotta try and that neutral, the first gear can be so hard, but like, if you can just get yourself there. And I think one of the other things I'll just share about the story is that flow state, you know, like you're imagining that the worst thing's going to happen. Like you're going to get slapped or they're going to call you a name or, you know, or whatever, or they're going to just ignore you. Um, but they engage you, you know, and this is, I'm not just talking about girls. I'm talking about walking into a producer room at AFM or anything like that. You know, it's like, and all of a sudden you're, you're there and they're engaged and you're, and you're in, you have an op opportunity and you're just like, okay, Something to say, you know, <laughs> you're just trying stuff and you're you're saying it because you, you kind of have to I and mean, you can't just stand there like quiet. So you got to participate and they're participating and all of a sudden you're having a conversation and then maybe someone laughs because something actually was funny said and you're like, holy shit, I'm doing it, you know? And I feel like audacity is a little bit like that. You know, that that first step can be a lot of like fake it till you make it. I just, I don't know, but I'm going to do it and I think you have to be open to the idea that sometimes it's just not going to go the way you want it to go. It's going to go totally like the worst case scenario, I think, is when you go to talk to somebody and they just ignore you, you know, and you're like, <laughs> you feel like you don't exist. That's hard. But as you get more confident, yeah. when someone ignores you, um, you just learn better ways to kind of deal with that, better ways to respond to that, better ways to kind of, you know, like I'll give people an example who are like, well, what do you do, Brandon? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You match them. If they're ignoring you, you kind of give them back the same body language you're giving you, you don't engage them fully cause they're not engaging you fully. So you need to match their. So for example, if they're turning their shoulder to you, you turn your shoulder to them, you know? And it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't talk to me either, but Hey, you know, I'm here. So, <laughs> you know, you just kind of like got to play into the whole thing. Like, because what happens is they're trying to break rapport with you so when someone tries like, this is shit I've learned. I'm, I'm just telling people this, cause this is like, maybe this proves that I've been audacious when you try to go to somebody fully engaged and they will not fully engage you, you, that they, they broke in rapport. They have not matched your rapport and they don't want that rapport. So what you need to do is you need to match the exact rapport they're giving you. So if they're turning away from you, you need to turn away from them in the same way you almost mirror them because if they really want to break rapport, now they have to break it again. And if you continue to match their rapport, what'll happen is there's a certain amount of like, okay, well, they're not, it's like it creates a symbiotic relationship, right? So that's just an example of what you learn as you try to do this shit. You know, you just learn how to do stuff. And then people who don't learn to do this, they don't, they're weird, right? Cause they're acting weird and they're, they're trying to get rapport with someone that won't meet them in rapport. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: just an example. So, you know, you guys can take that however you want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, there's lots of strategies, you know. You can either decide that, you know, you don't want to play a game like that and you can walk away from that too. You can walk Um, away, of course. You know, and, but, you know, regardless, you know, if you're getting that sort of, that kind of rejection, I would say too, it's like, well, you had the audacity to go and do that. Now have the audacity to go and do it again. (laughs) totally summing that up again but you know it might be a little bit harder that next time because you've just had the experience of of being you know shot down or rejected or criticized or what what have you but you know if it really means something to you you know continue to have the audacity yeah i think that's the that's the thing if it really like and and that's something that you know brandon and i we can't answer that for you right here, right now, nobody can answer that for you, you know, at any point, only, you know, what's really meaningful to you, what's really important to you, what you're really passionate and have fire about. That's gotta for say, you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: And I got to say something while you're on this, because I, I just feel like it's important. If it's meaningful to you, it's like, it matters, but you have to, at the same time, let go of the fact that it matters because it's the thing. It's like, yes, it's important to you, but you have to like, this is, I think the key thing of like, you know, the the people who are the best at what they do, it really does matter to them, but they have to kind of trick their mind into not letting it matter. Like, it's not that it doesn't matter, but you have to be like, it matters to me, but I'm not gonna impose that it matters to me onto you. Like, um, it's this kind of detachment from the from the result you know where where you like you want the result but at the same time you accept that you're not in control of that so you're only in control of the moment and when things don't when things don't become so precious you will be better in the moment it's Mm -hmm. like the moment you don't like, it's, it's, it's that embracing, not being in control, you know, it's like, I think the thing is, is like the, and sorry, Evan, cause I totally fucking stole this from you, but <laughs> <laughs> steal away. Okay. I have to say, I'm just trying to articulate this properly in everything, art, dating, business, sales, everything, what you control is yourself and your responses in the moment, and how you're going to be, what you're going to, how you, and, and what you're going to do, right? Like what you're going to do. That's what you, you're totally in control of all that. You do not control what the other person or other events or other things go on. You can influence them. You can make a massive impact on them, but you don't control them. And you do not control outcomes. You do not control the way things are going to resolve. You do not control other people's responses so if you go in with that you don't make their response so meaningful you don't make the outcomes meaningful but you make what you're doing meaningful and Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm talking about because people get too attached to outcomes and responses of others and and you fuck yourself if you do it that way In, in every scenario sales dating acting fucking, filmmaking everything it's it's Like you gotta be willing to let go of that and, and embrace it as a part of the whole thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes me think of, you know, something within acting where, you know, like it's, it's one of the things that's, that's very often criticized within, you know, uh, Meisner training which I do and and I understand some of it to a degree though I think some of it's blown out of proportion but and, and there's it's a whole subject in and of itself that's good for academia and scholarship but anyhow um, you know there's this there's this sort of exercise that you do in in Meisner where you get a script and you know you're preparing to do a scene and you take out all of the punctuation in the stage direction you erase all of it you don't look at any of it <laughs> a lot of people have a big issue with that um, but it's it removes these sort of expectations of what's supposed to happen in the scene um, and you know it can be so interesting for like a for for an actor you know because maybe you have this idea in your head that y- at this one moment in this scene you're going to cry you know you're going to be this this emotional crying wreck <laughs> or something in a scene very common for actors as you would know brandon to uh <laughs> to to aspire to such a thing you know in in a scene And I sort of challenged that whole idea. And she's like, all right, well, because you said that I don't cry. That's the last thing I want you to do in this scene. Don't do it. I don't want you to try and do anything (laughs) of, of any sort in this scene and what happens and what ends up happening is then actors start paying a lot of attention. To what's happening (laughs) in the moment, you know, they really start paying attention to what is, what is my scene partner doing right now? What's going on between us and what is what they're, and how is that all making me feel right now? Actually, moment to moment, to moment, to moment. And next thing you know, there's all this life and the tears come when they're supposed to come and the anger comes when it's supposed to come. And there was no sort of premeditation about it having to happen in some kind of way, right? In a way that's just so much more alive and authentic and real and 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 engaging, you know, as opposed to I have this idea of this is where I'm supposed to go, you know? And what you were saying was just making me think of that whole, that whole side of acting. And I just kind of want to draw a parable to that.
0: It is, it's a great parable. I think like acting is one of the best examples of, detaching from outcomes you know I, I think that like if you're if you're worried about that part in the scene where you're supposed to cry i mean that's that's worrying about an outcome right that's being making that like oh i need to cry here if i don't cry then yeah. i didn't do it justice is like
1: and who said you, you were know, supposed to cry the screenwriter
0: yeah <laughs> you know the fucking the, like it's it's yeah it's you know the audacity to not cry Right. The audacity to, um, to, to, to find another way to find a way that is your way. I mean, that's the whole fucking point of this, the show way of the artist, right? That's what an artist does. An artist shows up and someone gives them a script and says, do it this way. And they go, great, great, great. I hear your points. Okay. Awesome. And then they do it their way, but not because they're trying to be defiant, not because they're trying to do it differently because it's true. For them, And no one can argue with your truth. I mean, you know, I feel like I need to repeat that a thousand times. Nobody can ever argue with your truth. If your truth comes out a certain way and it is true, it's never wrong. It's never not the right thing to do. But if you're trying to force someone else's truth through you, like, and it's not really true for you, it's all, it's, it's always going to be somewhat inauthentic. It's always going to be somewhat plastic, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, Maybe maybe it's, um, maybe it's anger that comes out, but maybe it's not an emotion. And maybe the fact that you're not having an emotion is what makes it so fucking powerful. You know, there's mm-hmm. another thing, like sometimes writers think, oh, I need to get them to cry here or whatever, the director. But what they don't realize is that sometimes the, the actor cries for the audience and sometimes the audience cries for the actor. And yeah. you don't always know when that's going to be. And when you're in the moment, it doesn't matter so you know like having the audacity to be truthful in the moment (laughs) there you go acting lesson right
1: (laughs) yeah to to basically surrender and give up control yeah say i don't know what's going to happen there's the kind of audacity that comes with that for sure
0: the the interesting thing about this conversation as we're getting into it is i'm realizing like audacity kind of has two parts for me it has this part where the the kind of flow where you're just kind of it's building upon itself you know you're in flow and you continue to reach and you continue to proactively make moves that just kind of get you further and further and you're just flying by the seat of your pants and you're in the zone that's like the dream right that's the kind of audacity that's kind of almost easy really um but the hard audacity is when you're going from neutral where you're like in your head you're worried (laughs) um you know you're self-conscious all that shit's going on you're insecure And you decide to have the audacity to do something that goes against all that shit. That's, that's really the, the kind of the move that people need to figure out how to make, and I guess you and I, Mm -hmm. you know, in our own way, it's like getting into flow is one thing. And I mean, it's important, but there's that other part, which is like, how do I just fucking do this thing? Like, how do I get over myself? You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought there I know, was I know, more I, after I, that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I almost said more, but I was like, no, that's that's enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, one thing that you brought up there that I think is important and, and worth worth spending a, a moment on is is that, yeah, this it's something that I think for all of us as human beings, we have different ways in which we need we need to be audacious, you know, like because for one person, you know, maybe they're a Maybe they're a savvy business person, you know, and, and and they're and they've just learned that kind of audacity. It comes natural to them to just to just go up and network and meet people and, and be like, this is what I'm all about. You want to work with me? You know, like it's just like something that that for a lot of people would be like, holy shit, I couldn't do that. I couldn't approach people like that. You know, like that would require such a giant leap of audacity that we don't have. But, you know, that same person who has that kind of audacity maybe doesn't have the audacity to, you know, confront a problem in a personal relationship, you know, that maybe you do, you know, like there's all kinds of we're we're this is kind of who we are as human beings. We all have our different strengths and our different weaknesses and and. And we all we all find ways to to show things that are audacious for us to do and i think that it's um not that that we have to go and look for those things but maybe to become aware you know when as things arise where we have where there's some space for us to show a little more audacity than we have been where we've been playing it kind of small you know when we've been keeping things too close to the chest, where we haven't exposed ourselves in the way that um, that that is being demanded of us.
0: I think one other thing I want to mention about this is audacity has with it and can have with it at least the the part about getting kind of a um, bit in your vulnerability, you know, like we you get, um, there's consequences to your actions, you know, and, um, it, you know, I think that it's, it's important to mention that, like, yeah, we're saying like be audacious and we're trying to encourage that idea, I think, in in ourselves and in others, but you know, the other thing too, is like your audaciousness, it requires that you, you know, consider the fact that there, there, you know, there there are consequences, you know, it's like, and and I think when you're connected to your passion, you don't worry so much about the consequences, you kind of like, go like, you know, it, it's, it's, you're willing to live with those consequences if they come, like, you know, pursuing a career in the arts, like, for example, I mean, fuck that's audacious man like in our world (laughs) in our fucking world that's driven by fucking money like yeah you know to try and like have an artistic career or life i mean it takes it you got to be audacious but you know part of that comes with like you know um the consequence of like you might be short for rent one month you're gonna have to deal with that you know uh you might like i you know being an entrepreneur and an artist uh in my life i mean i've had my power cut off you know I, i i've I remember I shared on the podcast one point, like I was eating bread, like just at a local bakery for a month, and just kind of scrounging up meals because they didn't make any money for like three months, you know, and I was just living off my my fumes of savings and just trying to get by, you know, and like I I've gone through that, and the thing is is like those are real consequences and they can be really hard, and you know the thing is is like my point of view was if that happens, which it did for me, I'll deal with it. And I'll figure out how to deal with it. And that's kind of where I think confidence comes from because like, I'm not, when this whole pandemic hit, I was not fucking frightened at all. I was like, like, I know how to survive. I know how to do it. Like I I figured it out already. So, you know, and I have a, a, a built an incredible level of resilience that, you know, comes with living as an entrepreneur and an artist. And, um, You know, uh, I think when you have um, humility and you develop humility, you end up with so many options because if you're not scared of how you'll look, if you're not scared of what other people think of you, then you can be really audacious. Because now you're like, not only can I survive, I don't care what you think of me. I don't care if you look down on me because I know what I'm doing and I know what's important to me. And I think that the consequences that you're taking on you know, you need to make peace with the fact that like, I think a lot of people just don't do what they want to do because they're worried what others will think of them. And I think you just got to let that shit go, you know? But I think it's an important to mention, like it doesn't mean that just cause you're audacious, you're always going to win out. It doesn't mean it's always going to pay off. You're always going to have the victory story. Sometimes you're not, sometimes you're going to have, but no story is ever over unless you, unless you call it the end. And that's a, that's a moral that I always kind of, or, a. Uh, maybe not immoral, but, uh, like, uh, a moral, but like, what the hell is it called? A tenant, a tenant of life that I go by is like the story is not over until I say it's over. So when I was, my power was cut off and I was eating bread, trying to figure out how to continue. Um, I'm like, yeah, this is a great, this is a great moment in the story. Like, this is not the end of the story. This is just, you know, this is a hard moment in the story, but it's just a moment in the story. And because I had that peace of mind, I had the audacity to carry on and continue through and figure it out you know um if you get into hard times and you call it the end of the story i mean well you're fucked. so that's on you you know but you need to realize that you're going to go through hard times if you really want to go it through one like you're going to go through some challenge and you can't it, if you want to survive it there is no way you can say this is the end of the story when you get into a hard time you've got to learn to be like this is the middle of something and I'm on my way through, you know. Yeah. Pandemic plot twist, fuck, <laughs> deal with that. Okay, you know, it just is what it is, and you you, yeah. you you respond, you deal with it, you carry on, and you call it the middle. You know, every challenge is the middle. It's never the end, and if it's the end, you're dead, and that's on you. You know. Man, so, man, holy shit! So calling complex. it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. shall we yeah. take a quick uh, quick beer? exactly what i was thinking conversation fantastic i'm drinking uh what's called the citra down smash ipa from red truck nice yeah it's good it is it is indeed (laughs) nice (laughs) it's strong which is maybe why some of my my language is going out the window right now (laughs) it's getting you but it's good it's good I'm liking it nice
0: I remember we used to have have those uh those days at 33 acres and we would have that uh triple and uh, we'd have a triple before we started screenwriting
1: (laughs) and we'd be like the best idea
0: yeah but we would be like uh by the end of our hour of talking we'd be like oh man I'm feeling this (laughs) great beer though they have um so plot twist I'm not having a beard today what? I know I'm having this thirsty Buddha. It's not an ad. I just decided I wanted coconut water today. I didn't want a beer and that's how I was feeling. So I just did it and it's delicious. Um, I don't know. Some people don't like coconut water, but you know, you got to change it up every now and then. And so I did.
1: Well, look at that. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. I'd, I'd, I, I, I just like, it almost looks like you're drinking wine, like you're drinking white wine. <laughs> It's yeah, kind of it this cloudy like this sort of cloudy beverage. At least through the camera it looks kind of like a anyhow. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. I'm I'm guessing kind of at the at the end of this conversation. Yeah, let's cause, wrap it up. Because yeah, I don't I, I don't know how much I got left in me for this one. Um, but it's been a great one. I've it I've really is. enjoyed this conversation about um audacity and and its place and its function and uh, its use and kind of what's all behind it you know this um the necessity of it the vulnerability of it and um you know not to simply recap I I think that I think that you know saying to yourself be audacious or have the audacity can be uh can be a tremendous tool, a tremendous reminder in those challenging moments, because I think that's really often what we we're, we're trying to speak of. You know, like when things are flowing, things are flowing. There's nothing to talk about. You know, like <laughs> like we we we're just moving with with life. We're just moving with whatever's coming. We're responding, and we're responding creatively and joyfully. So it's like that's that's the space you want to be in. Um, but when we're not in that space, when we, we are having the fear and the struggle and the doubts and, and wondering, you know, who we are to, to pursue something or to do what we're in the middle of doing, you know, that's when summoning, summoning the God of audacity. (laughs) or goddess. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say one way or the other, who it is, whatever works for you. Um, summon that thing and say, it's like, and, and have that little sort of pep talk with yourself, you know, just like have the audacity, have the audacity to do this thing right now. If it's true, have the audacity and trust it. Trust that thing. You know, like it's, I think it's only going to steer you there. It it can't really steer you wrong. It doesn't mean that it's not going to, you know, bring challenges because, you know, if you, when you stand up and you speak your truth, you're going to have people who, who love you and you're going to have people who despise you. That's just kind of the way, that's not your business. You know, like, I think that's a big thing for, you know, the master artist, you know, the master artist knows that that's none of their, their business, what people think. Your job is to put out whatever is is true and meaningful and immediate and urgent within you. You put that out there. You have the audacity to put that out there. And the rest is for everyone else to bicker about. You know, you're moving on to the next thing. You're finding the audacity to say the next thing that's real and true, you know, and vulnerable and whatever has to be said for you and that's the that's the ongoing process that we that we that we go through and it's a beautiful thing so be audacious that's it
0: (laughs) well i like it i do like it evan it gets my stamp of approval um not that you needed that but uh i hear you and I guess like, I, I actually feel like this is one of those podcasts where in conversations where I feel like I said what I wanted to say, I don't really feel like things were really left unsaid and, and that gives me a sense of completion with this. And because of that, I feel a certain amount of clarity around this whole idea and this whole concept that we've, we've kind of ventured into. And I think what I'll do is walk away from this and remind myself that, you know, um, there's, there's a life out there that's waiting for me, you know, and it's going to take some audacity to go out and and get that and and make that, you know, um, so, you know, I would encourage everybody to kind of look at that, you know, what what is that life out there that is waiting for you? And do you have, and are you willing to have the audacity to go and get it?
1: Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the
0: ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.